0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mon. good morning Lyle, how's it going? Yeah, going yeah? great. What are
1: you grateful for today?
0: I'm grateful for all kinds of things. Let me see, what am I grateful Oh, I'm grateful for my wife today. Oh, how come? No, I'm not, I'm not actually, I'm grateful for her yesterday today or the other day or whenever it was, because it was her birthday.
1: It was her birthday on the 6th I of said, August. I almost said
0: I wasn't grateful for my <laughs> wife. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you better look <laughs> out. It was so I, was, I was trying
0: to get some brownie points and then I nearly lost them all at once.
1: <laughs> well, it was her birthday on the 6th of August. But, but of it's course, not the 6th of August today. It's no longer the 6th of this August. is a delayed
0: broadcast. This
1: is a delayed broadcast introduction and you are listening to this light. Sorry, Yeah, this is light.
0: So if you want to listen to the live show, then you have to flip over to faithfm.com.au or, and press play of course, or download the TuneIn app, which is what we all do, which is the greatest way to listen to it because you have perfect signal right across the country wherever you go. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, you've uh, yeah can take it with you just all over the place.
1: It's super easy, and do you know what? We've had people who've jumped across to the live version, and they've been able to win prizes. Oh yeah, so much more fun! The question of the day and the good everything's
0: happening on the live show. You get the news of the day, all mm-hmm, that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that you just don't get on the everything uh, up to
1: date. Broadcast. Yes, well, I, we have a great show coming up today, don't we, Lyle? I do a bit of confessing about my drunken weekend behaviour. Good way to start off.
0: The show. <laughs> yes, Mon <laughs> has a major confession. This Morning, oh. and I'm just not sure. Mon, You know, you do realize that the whole country gets to hear this, right?
1: I know, but you know what? Admitting you have a problem is your first step. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, there are lots of people really worried for you, out right there. Yes, right now. I
1: need prayer. I need help. And uh, what else we're we talking about today? We have a. Uh, well, we have you a better doc- stay
0: tuned because mm-hmm. she's going to clarify. Yes, a few things. yes,
1: yes. <clears throat> Several things will be made <laughs> very clear as a part
0: of this confession. Oh, we've got a great interview. Um, we have with a new both, segment. Um, and and. Um,
1: Yes, Kelvin, the weird, what is it, weird? Weird,
0: wonderful and wacky things within the Bible. Yeah, things I'm you've very excited never heard about of this,
1: Very excited about this new segment. We're going to be hear about all kinds of kooky things that are happening in the Bible. Mm-hmm. and of Even course, some
0: bad language in the Bible this morning.
1: Yeah, yeah. Lyle and I, um, we almost came to some bad language because we had a bit of a, a disagreement here on air during the current did, new segment. We did, we yeah, yeah, did. And uh, you have a happening. listen. Tell us what you think and uh, give us a call. Hey, give us a call at any time and tell well, us what you Comment on think. our social media. Yeah, yeah jump on facebook tell us what, whether or not you'd give a cup of water to a criminal mm. i make it sound so easy don't i
0: <laughs> it's way more complicated
1: than that <laughs> of course we Aiding have
0: eating and abetting
1: we have the scarf mon giveaway. is the aider and abetter yeah i am i'm a happy little later um <laughs> we have the scarf giveaway and uh we have the a wonderful book to give a uh, music album to give away at the end of the show as well so stay tuned for all of that
0: everybody. That was Savannah Ellis. Love, You Never Let Me Go here on Faith FM and as we kick off this Monday morning, we start with a clue for our quiz. What do we got yes. there?
1: Yes, who am I? The first clue is the Lord commanded me not to weep when my wife died a pretty intense command.
0: I'd, yeah, that is a very intense yeah, command. Yeah, I'd
1: have a hard time not crying if my spouse died. So,
0: Very important lesson that God wanted to communicate right mm, here.
1: You have to tell us what that lesson is. Someone's won it. Give us a call if you know the answer. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843-LYLE. It is confession time.
0: Oh, okay. Yes. I, I've been waiting for this.
1: My drunken weekend behavior. Mm-hmm. So I haven't done this in a while, right? And, uh, this is good to know. Yeah. And, uh, but it did, I did have a little relapse over the weekend. So, you know how...
0: <laughs> this is sounding worse. <laughs> this is not going well.
1: So, you know how when you're really tired, it has the same effect apparently on your brain as when you're drunk. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I have done this thing that I call um, drunk shopping where you don't actually need any alcohol for this. You just need to be awake way past your bedtime and access to a device that has Wi-Fi. And suddenly it's 1 a.m. and you're shopping and buying the stupidest of stuff. And even though I'm so broke right now, I did magically somehow manage to find $100 to spend on washi tape. (laughs) <laughs> what? I have what is inevitably a lifetime supply of washi tape coming my way in the mail right now. <laughs> you don't even know what it is, do you? I have no idea what Hit you this. are talking about. Hit this it's literally pretty sticky tape. <laughs> It's just pretty sticky tape. Why did I spend so much money on pretty sticky tape? Why wasn't I asleep?
0: (laughs) Okay, mine, I'm going to have to make some phone calls here and I'm going to have to get some help for you.
1: Oh, please do. There's some
0: some people, they drive this nice van. It's got a pink (laughs) padded interior. I have a better idea. You can't hurt yourself.
1: We have on the line an expert. Welcome to the show, Dr. Morton. How are you this morning, Dr. Morton?
2: I am well rested and uh, slept well.
1: So thank you. <laughs> you haven't been doing any drunk shopping, have you? <laughs> no,
2: I try to stay away from that. I've
1: got enough sticky tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have. I have enough for everyone right now. So if you need some, please just call the station.
0: <laughs> so, 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 Darren, I'm really hoping that you'll be able to explain to us what is actually going on here this morning because I'm a bit worried about Mon.
2: Yeah, well, I tell you what. What springs to mind is you, you spare a thought for uh, for Randy Gardner. I mean, he's the guy that uh, that holds the world records for going the longest period of time without sleep. Really? Um, at at eleven days, it's not <gasps> a bad effort.
3: Wouldn't um, you just die? Well,
2: I well, tell well. It's interesting things happened to him, but fortunately, it happened back in the nineteen sixties. There was no internet because yeah. he would have racked up a serious credit card <laughs> <Yeah.
1: to> <laughs> lifetime <laughs> debt right there. <laughs> All kinds of stationary supplies.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, what's interesting thing with Randy is, um, they know, cause at the time they, they were, there were some scientists interested in what would be the, the consequences of doing something like that. He was actually a college student and he did it as a science project. Uh, I don't know what sort of marks he got because apparently the handwriting was illegible when, uh, when he submitted his assignment. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yes, after about four days, he was hallucinating. Oh, and so uh, he would, and he would see, you know, posts and talk to them because he thought they were people and, um, so yeah, things do go well for us pretty much when uh, when we when we sleep deprived. And what well, the, the science is interesting. You actually don't need to do it for that long before uh, you start to suffer. So that's what I was thinking. I'm
1: that, like, eleven days is really not that long to get to the point of like hallucination.
2: Well, four, four days. days. Four yeah, four days, days But yeah, no, we know that probably after about seventeen to nineteen hours is enough to. Start to seriously impair your judgment. Wow. So, actually, so that after about seventeen to nineteen hours without sleep, which you think about, if you go up at six in the morning, mm-hmm. that's sort of you know one midnight, one o'clock. Mm-hmm. Your your reaction time, your your decision making ability to like say just hypothetically buy sticky tape or not, mm-hmm. um, is compromised to the same abilities if you had, had a blood, blood alcohol limit of about point oh five. Whoa. So yeah, it's a real phenomenon.
1: Wow, and, and the, I guess this is why we we often see, um, uh, you know, that the police are now advertising to not drive drowsy, to always you know pull over and have a nap, and yeah. they seem to be advertising that as much as 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 not drink driving as well.
2: Yes, that's correct. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I mean, we all know that sleep is good for health, but, like, I mean, how much sleep? Like, everyone seems to have, like, a different, you know, different rhythm, a different amount of sleep that they like to get. Some people seem to be able to sleep, like, you know, 20 hours of the day. Like, what's a, what's a good amount of time?
2: Yeah, and it is a bit of an individual thing, but on average, the average adult needs about seven to nine hours, somewhere in that, that kind of ballpark, and kids, teenagers need a bit more. And then younger kids obviously need a bit more than that. They're, they're sort of stepping up for 10, 10 or even 11 hours a, a, a night. Um, and the tragic part is that we know that many people in our society are not even coming close to that. So probably about 30% of people, of adults, are sleeping less than six hours a night. So what and is it? What that, keep going. Yep. Yeah, what that, what that means is most people are probably sleep-deprived to a certain extent.
0: So what is it that's keeping us awake in modern society? Are we just overworking or are we over-entertained? Uh, why yeah, there, there
2: are we staying up? Actually, I talk about three st- uh, sleep-stealing culprits. And, and the, probably the three of them are one is that we're a whole lot less active than we, we used to be. And that's that mm. um, has a major impact on our ability not just to fall asleep but the quality of our sleep. So, you know, science sort of, su- so sort of suggests that we're, we're probably 60 to 70% less active than we were going back just a few generations ago, which is like walking about 15 kilometres less every day. So, we're just not burning up the energy that what we're meant to, and it's hard for our body, our brains to wind down. So, the downturn of physical activity, caffeine's a big one. We actually, we now know that, you know, well, caffeine's the most sort of psychoactive drug. It sounds a bit... Criminal, the call it that, but it's the most psychoactive succ- substance used in the world, and wow. certainly probably about over ninety percent over of people um, now use use caffeine in some in some form or other. And all we know is that people are, some people about fifty percent of people are very um, much influenced by caffeine. Uh, others are, are not so much so, but those who are highly influenced, the effects of that can can last for up to fourteen hours. So wow. even a morning coffee or sort of in you know, a midday coffee can be enough to affect our sleep, uh, sleep what we call sleep hygiene.
0: So does the caffeine... So probably, yeah. Sorry, sorry for butting in. Does the caffeine counteract the effects of drowsiness, as in um, would Mon have not become sleep drunk if uh, she'd <laughs> yeah. been using caffeine?
2: Yeah, well, what, what's, what caffeine does, is interesting. We know that we understand the physiology. So essentially there's a, there's a chemical in your brain that accumulates as you go for longer periods of time without sleeping. It's called adenosine. And it's essentially, it's like the, um, as, as this accumulates and gets to a certain level, your, your brain goes, Well, uh, you're tired now, Mom? Go to sleep. Put the credit card down. <laughs> and, and what happens is caffeine blunts that. So it actually, it's, it sort of puts, a, it, it, it covers the receptors in our brain that are sensitive to adenosine. So the real, what's the, the interesting thing is our brains are still tired, but by taking caffeine, you don't register that oh. you feel tired. And so it's it sort of like people go, perfect, problem solved. Don't feel tired. I can just keep steaming on down the, down the highway. But it's sort of like putting your hand over the red, you know, the, the low low um, fuel light in your car.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The, the, the fuel level's still low, uh, but you just don't know about it. And so, yeah, it, it's problematic. And, and at some point, obviously, you're going to run out of fuel. And yep. so yeah, caffeine can only keep you going for a certain period of time.
1: In our last minute, can you maybe give us some hints on how to get good sleep? Because I feel like people want to have good sleep but they're just failing to really achieve it.
2: Yeah, so look, and this probably relates to the third sleep-stealing culprit um, culprit, and that is night light pollution. So we know that um, having too much light, especially the wrong type of light, and this is blue-tinged light, actually plays tricks with your brain and, and makes you feel more awake when you should be asleep and so... Loose blue tinge light comes from screens. So, I mean, one of the most important things you can do to get better quality sleep is put the put the screens away late at night. Um, certainly for you know for an hour or so before you go to sleep. But you know, exercise, particularly in the morning light, is a great time to to do, uh, to do that. Make sure your your sleep environment's a really comfy place. It should be the most comfortable place on the planet for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, just you know, just have a nice routine, wind down. Don't eat or drink too much before you go to sleep. And then prioritize your sleep. That really is incredibly important.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Thank you so much for helping us out this morning, Dr. Morton. I will send you some sticky tape in the post as a thank you.
2: <laughs> Look forward to it. Thank you.
1: All right, have a good one. See you later. By the way, if Bye. you want to check out Dr. Morton's new book, Live More Happy, jump on our socials. We have all the details up there. Check out our latest song. This is Bart Millard, Grace That Is Greater.
4: That exceeds our sin and our guilt yonder on Calvary's Mount I pour there where the blood Grace that is greater than all our sin. Marvelous, infinite, and matchless grace freely bestowed on all who believe. You who are longing to see his face, will we Grace receive, grace, grace, God's grace.
0: Bart Millard with grace that is greater than all our sin And praise God for that grace here on Faith FM this morning Where would we be without it? Well I have an interesting story to run past you this morning Mon I want to get your opinion on this one Mm -hmm. And so this is a group of Arizona clergy in the United States Who have got together headed by um, a woman by the name of the Reverend Susan Frederick Gray Who is a Unitarian Universalist, um, part of the Unitarian Universalist Association And a former Phoenix pastor and they have uh, created a large group of volunteers who travel out into the Arizona desert to leave, leave large bottles of water and other supplies for uh, illegal immigrants who are crossing the border.
1: Ooh, I kind of like that idea. Okay, leaving supplies, <clears throat> some desperately thirsty person finding it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind like- of.
0: So you are you are in favour of aiding and abetting criminals?
1: I'm in favour of aiding and abetting human life.
0: Okay. Well I it's not for me. Let me go through let me go through the story here. She says uh, she says this providing humanitarian aid is not a crime. Fleeing your country to save a life or save your children is not a crime. Human beings have a right to flee when they are in danger. So that's 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 her argument here. Um, and recently in this particular area, 95 there was a group of 95 people from uh, Guatemala, Honduras and El Salvador were, were found in this area, including uh, an infant child. And um, what's happened is that because border security has been increased in other areas, and this is a very difficult area to cross, it has pushed illegal, illegal immigrants to cross in this particular place. Mm-hmm. And as a result, yeah, um, possibly thousands of people have died. We don't know how many. Oh, that's so But last sad. year they collected the remains of uh, 128 that they found uh, in the desert that had died. From dehydration? From dehydration.
1: Oh, that's so sad.
0: And then, of course, you've got... Um, <coughs> you got a situation where, you know, you've got some people who uh, have now been arrested because they have given water, they have given food, they have given bedding and clothing to illegal immigrants and, that of course, that's harboring... That's disgusting. Um,
1: that's just disgusting.
0: Harboring illegal immig- immigrants. No,
1: no. it's You know, I see that the same as, um, as I would say like a doctor or a surgeon. It's not for them to play God. They're not to determine whether or not the person is a criminal. They're to preserve life. And, uh, and they should not get involved in that side of the situation. They should just be there with the interest of you know, preserving this person's life. I would give a cup of water to the worst pu- person I, I know if it would, it would save their life. Because you, I think as a, as a human, you need to um, give the opportunity. I mean, it's more important to me to give a cup of water to someone who is a horrible, hardened criminal because it might prolong their life so they could have a longer time to choose Jesus. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I definitely – I would definitely be – like I'd be water bombing that area. I'd be like, here's some water, yo, have a shower.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I have no problem <coughs> handing out water or food. Okay, or so pending. once
0: you've handed out the water and the food, <clears throat> then what should you do?
1: Uh, then I could um, <clears throat> reassess the situation.
0: Would you, would you then uh, turn them over to the authorities?
1: I'd probably just walk away. I'd be like, here's a cup of water, yo, and walk away.
0: Wouldn't the correct thing to do be – because, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. We are there to save human life, but as mm-hmm. a Christian, shouldn't we also support the rule of law?
1: But me not handing them over to the authorities is not breaking
0: any law. Oh, actually, I Like
1: if is. I, I witness someone stealing someone else's wallet, like I don't have to report that. That's not it's not breaking yeah, the actually, law. actually, you kind of do. No, I don't. You do. No, I don't. Yeah. No, I don't. Too bad I'm not doing it I don't think was (laughs) Nodding at me (laughs) Okay well alright Then what if you
0: saw Somebody uh, um, raping a child
1: Oh, yeah, for sure I'd report that.
0: All right, so that's uh, illegal. So then does it... Does, it's not that it's illegal,
1: they... it's just that that horrified... I mean, I mean, obviously it's illegal. So the
0: level of horror then yeah, defines yeah, yeah. for you uh-huh. when you uh, follow the rule I'm of law... I'm absolutely going to play God. <laughs> and, and when you follow the rule of law and when you don't follow the rule yeah. of law.
1: Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, but, but also the logic of like... <clears throat> if I was out in the desert and I came across some immigrants... And I gave them some water and food... To me, I'm thinking to myself, okay... If I'm supposed to report them, how do I even go about that? By the time I make it back to whatever police station- It's easy to get on the, gone, the phone.
0: Say, hey, this is my- this, I don't know screenshot. Co- just, just-
1: I don't know what my coordinates are. Just share I don't Google. have their permission to take pictures of them. You don't have to take pictures. Just-, just This, just is, this is what the, I'd do. You call this the authorities- is, I know exactly what i do. And share your location I know on Google exactly Maps. know exactly what I would do.
0: Okay.
1: So, obviously, this place in the desert <coughs> is like a long way from anything, right? Mm. So, my phone probably wouldn't work, but even if it did work, it would not work right now. I would get in the car and I would drive to a police station that was like five hours away and then I'd report it in person because by the time I've done that, the immigrants will have a long chance to get away.
0: <laughs> okay, so you, you support illegal immigration then?
1: Um, I'm not as concerned about illegal immigration uh as i think uh, to to me the the concept that humans have drawn an invisible line across some ground and said hey this is our bit and that's your bit is a bit weird to be honest that could be my non-conformist teenage soul coming through this is mon the communist (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know what would you do in this situation
0: mon the anarchist yeah yeah you do know that the bible supports the rule of law right Mm -hmm. And and the government of God is, you know, the foundation of the government of God is law. Yes. You don't have government without law.
1: Yeah, but what's going to happen when they start saying you can't read your Bibles no more?
0: Okay, and the Bible does support times when it is appropriate to go against the laws of the land. Mm -hmm. But is this one of those times? As in, you're just going to aid and abet people who are illegally immigrating for purely selfish reasons.
1: I'm sure the Bible says enough about um, giving them like water, a cup of water. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: No, nobody's yeah. questioning giving them water. Uh-huh, no, nobody's uh-huh. questioning that whatsoever at all.
1: But reporting um, them or not. Yeah, that's, that's, <coughs> that,
0: that's the next step. Uh, you know, should we, should we be aiding and abetting a criminal?
1: Look, I don't know but what I do. Now,
0: know, I know I'm being super controversial here. Yeah, know, a, that's a fine. A lot of people that's hold on the call like they're not criminals, they're not criminals, they're not criminals. But I would say this mm. because the argument that is out there, you know, and, 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 this is the, and this is the issue is there war in Mexico right now?
1: Uh, I mean, other than drug wars, no.
0: No, there's no war in Mexico. Mm. There is poverty in Mexico, but yep. there's no war in Mexico. Yep. Um, and so should these people be coming across, um, you know, is – okay, so here's, here's a point. Mm-hmm. Is a person still a refugee? Now, we're thinking about refugees right now. Mm-hmm. Are they still a refugee after <coughs> they have crossed four borders?
1: L- uh, through
0: th- through four peaceful countries I don't to get to one that's wealthier than yeah. the other ones where they're going to get no. no
1: they're not they're not a refugee and I think we no, need it's just to, purely we definitely need they're, to
0: they're just they're just going there for purely selfish reasons I think we a definitely true refugee is glad to get out of the country because that they the are in, worst, and it. glad to be across the border uh-huh. into the next country. And then I think that once they arrive there, then the rest of the world needs to uh, to jump on board and say, "Okay, we'll all share this out this out amongst us."
1: I definitely think because
0: that I'm, I'm I'm totally for supporting refugees. You know? Yeah, oh yeah, bring Same. refugees here to Same. Australia. I'm I'm totally support uh-huh. that, but do it in an organised manner. Do it according to yeah. the rule of law, uh-huh. and do it. Properly, the Bible says, "Do everything be done decently and in order."
1: Look, the, the Mexicans that are, are crossing the border into America are definitely criminals. We can't, we can't get around that. Well, I mean, they're obviously not horrific, hardened criminals. Oh, we've got,
0: uh, um, yeah, we've got. We're, okay, we're, yeah, all right. Yep,
1: yeah, yeah. Yep. so uh, we definitely have to recognise that whether or not we like it, they have broken a law, and therefore that does make them criminals. But I do think we could treat them with a bit more dignity and respect than um, than how they've been treated at the moment. So giving a cup of water should not should giving water or food or anything like that should never be a crime to to any criminal, really. Um, but yeah, it. it I do. I never think that running away is going to fix a solution. So I do wonder why there's so many Mexicans running to America. It's like, do you know what? Like, can't you? Oh, it's obvious why they're running to America. Your own country. Yeah, because they want free money. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is a bit of a controversial topic. But oh, I'm absolutely, because call. we have the same
0: thing here in Australia. We have yeah. um, people immigrating to Australia illegally from you know, countries where there is not war. And even if there was war or if there's a reason for them to be a refugee, they're not going to the closest country. They're crossing border after border after border after border because they just want to get to where the wealth is.
3: mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: And uh, once you've crossed multiple borders, you cease to be a refugee and you become a um, traveler. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, uh, uh, an, ep- an economic immigrant. And there's nothing wrong with economic immigration. You know, if you look across to another country and say, "Hey, I'm going to go there because I've got great opportunities there," mm-hmm. then great, go for it, do it. Um, you know, I've, I've lived in the United States. My father's lived in Zambia for you know various different reasons. And um, but do it properly. Do it according to the rule of law. Get your visa sorted and uh, and go yeah hard.
1: but see it's easy for you to say that because you're sitting here as a rich white person in australia i do feel it's a little unfair that we're all just stuck with where we are due to where we were born like you know it, it still boggles my mind a little bit that we've forced someone to be stuck somewhere that they don't want to be irrespective of why some because they were born in a poor country like i have a friend right now who would he's desperate to get out of africa but it, you know, african money has no worth like it's so it's so down on the scale and uh, it's just very difficult for her to leave and it's like sorry honey you were born in the wrong country like how can you say that to someone
0: yeah I, this is these are all very interesting subjects that we need to talk about i would love to love for you to give us a call One 324 843 is our number and share your opinion with us but at this time we've got chelsea moon with take my life Chelsea Moon with Take My Life here on Faith FM, and uh, before we head to our interview, we have another clue for our quiz. What do we got there, Mon?
1: Yes, who am I? The Lord grabbed me by the hair and lifted me between heaven and earth, then took me to Jerusalem.
0: This sounds like a weird, wonderful, and wacky story that we have in the quiz right here.
1: This sounds like this guy was also lacking sleep and was hallucinating <laughs>
0: There you go. <laughs> I wonder if he bought it now. See. As I promised earlier in the day, we have uh, Kelvin Langman on the phone, Yoo-hoo! and Kelvin is the expert of everything weird, wacky, and wonderful in the Bible. Nice. And so uh, we're going to get him on every now and then to tell us about you know some of the odd and strange things that you find in the Bible. So uh, Kelvin, great. welcome to the show. Hello. 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 Hey, we got you. Yes. Yes. I'm Couldn't here. Okay, fantastic. Um, Kelvin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, Kelvin, what? We- uh, yeah.
5: I wanted to share a few uh, things with you. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, you're interested. Um, I've,
0: we are always interested. One of the
5: things interested. I've got coming up later in the year is my 49th birthday.
0: Oh. So, okay. that
5: got me thinking about um, the Bible. Like, the Bible talks about all sorts of different aspects of your life. So, I wanted to know. What does the Bible say about birthdays?
1: Uh-huh. Ooh,
5: I bet you're wondering.
1: Yes, because well, it's I, Shell's birthday I, it's today. Shell, that's
5: right. Yep. So in the Bible, you've got two accounts: Genesis chapter 40 and also Matthew chapter 14.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, we've got two stories of people's birthdays. Okay, so these are the only
0: two birthdays you've got in the Bible.
5: They are the only two references that I can find. If anyone can tell me otherwise, but yep. I've searched from high high to low front to back, and I can't find any other references except these two.
0: Well, I will definitely take your word for it.
5: So they're very um, interesting in that they, they mirror each other quite remarkably. Mm-hmm. The first one in Genesis chapter 40 is Pharaoh's birthday. I don't know if you, um, how detailed you want to go to and have a look at them. Oh, um, hey, but did, in,
0: you, you, share, the, you share the most juicy bits with us.
5: Okay, so Pharaoh's birthday, uh, we know the story about um, the dreams of the cupbearer and the baker. Mm-hmm. And we know um, the interpretation of the dream. Yes. Um, in three days, and the, the baker was going to be hung. Mm-hmm. So there was a prediction there. And then, lo and behold, um, on Pharaoh's birthday. He releases these two people from prison, the cupbearer and the baker. And what's interesting is I always um, thought they were just the cupbearer and the baker, but they're actually – it's the chief cupbearer and the chief baker. So they were the heads of their department.
0: Okay. Yep, yep, yep.
5: So these guys get released, and um, the cupbearer gets reinstated, but the baker actually gets hung. So the first instance there when it talks about Pharaoh's birthday – Um, Is actually associated with a murder. That's really
1: strange to celebrate your birthday by hanging someone. Pharaoh doesn't sound very nice.
5: Well, how much better to uh, celebrate than by hanging someone on your birthday? (laughs) I think that would. That's just. I'm so glad we don't do that anymore. As you do, right? As you
0: do. As you do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The the second birthday there, uh, Calvin. Did that go better for us?
5: Yes, well, I'm not sure if it ends up any better, but King Herod in Matthew chapter 14.
0: This is not going to go um,
5: well. No, probably not. But he brings out, um, he's got guests, so he's entertaining his guests, and Herodias' daughter comes out and and dances for them. Mm -hmm. Now, you remember the story um, that everyone's so pleased with this, I assume, a belly dance, whatever dance that she does, But they're so happy, um, and Herod wants to impress them, so he says, I'll give you up to half of the kingdom. So she goes away to her mum, and then comes back with a strange request. Do you know what the request is?
0: The head... Of John the Baptist on a plate.
5: <laughs> whoa,
1: whoa, 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 wait a second, John
5: the Baptist. Yes, I have never step. understood
1: when all these rulers make these grand sort of offers. I'll give you up to half my kingdom. Why does no one ever say, "I'll take it. I'll take half your kingdom, hand it over"? Why does no one yeah. do that in the Bible? I would totes totally be like, "Yeah, where's the pen? I'll sign for that." Who goes? Oh, yeah. do You know what? Actually, I'll have a dis. I'll have a disheaded body.
5: The cash is usually the preferred option, isn't it?
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> okay, so both, we've got two birthdays that have mentioned in the Bible and both of them involved. Both of them murdered people on their birthday. I'm just wondering, Kelvin, what you're planning for your 49th <laughs> birthday this year. I'm thinking of staying well, far away.
5: <laughs> I, I just want to share that with anyone that's listening because if you're invited to a prominent person... On their birthday, I would make sure that you avoid going to that party because it might not end well for you.
3: Uh,
6: fantastic.
5: In, in both cases, um, they have quite a big party, and everyone gets blind, rotten, drunk, basically. Uh huh. Uh huh. So there's probably a, a lack of judgment on their behalf. It's thrown in there as well. And they start giving away um, half the party you
0: want to go to. Yeah, well, it's my wife's birthday today, and
5: I'm suddenly feeling nervous. (laughs) 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 Yeah, just be careful if she makes any requests.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. don't (laughs) offer half of all your stuff to her, right? (laughs) Lyle, this could end really
0: badly. (laughs) Uh, Okay, in uh, in the world of weird, wacky, and wonderful things in the Bible, what else have you got for us there, uh, Kelvin?
5: Okay, so. I'll probably come back and revisit uh, that first concept a little bit later on. Mm -hmm. But um, the second thing I want to share with you is Psalm chapter 8 and verse 8. Okay. Now, in Psalm chapter 8, verse 8, it talks about um, the pathways in the sea. One of the things I really love, like in Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29, it talks about there are secret things that belong to God but it also says there are secret things that God reveals unto man. Mm -hmm. Now, the story of Matthew Fontaine Maury is quite an interesting one. He was a sailor. He was a shipbuilder or an engineer. He was also a cartographer, so he loved sailing around drawing maps Maps? of places. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, But he, he was fascinated with all things to do with the sea. Now, Matthew Fontaine um, was happened to, as most sailors do. He was happened to be reading his Bible and come across Psalm chapter eight, verse eight, and this talks about the pathways of the sea. So it's um, this got the gears turning over in Matthew's head, and he went round the world. And as good sailors are, if you, you're a you're a notable sailor, once you've sailed the seven seas. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. he went around, sailed the seven seas. And um, notice that there were indeed pathways, there were currents, ocean currents, um, and if you were able to get into these currents, it would assist you
3: mm-hmm. travelling around
5: the world. And we refer to him today as um, the father of oceanography. And oh, so? indeed, some of his books that he... So he, he was born in 1806 and died in 1873, so some of the books, the textbooks that he wrote are still in use today um, for anyone involved in marine so the science oceanography. So the
0: science of oceanography then began by somebody reading their Bible.
5: Yes. So the, the very, the, the weirdest thing is, um, why is this in the Bible? You read it and go, it's an odd thing. Mm-hmm. But mm. if God made everything, then you would expect the knowledge of everything to be in the Bible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These yep. little snippets. Yep. And it, What's, what what I, I went back and researched, like Psalm chapter eight verse eight, is written by David. So we believe that's about two thousand eight hundred years ago is when this is referring to.
0: And he was a shepherd. He wasn't. He wasn't a sailor. The Phoenicians uh, further north were sailors, but um, David was a, a shepherd.
5: No, well this is it. this is it. He's an inland dweller. Like, mm. how does this man have knowledge of the sea? unless it's divinely inspired, like there are things in the Bible that you go, what? The? what's that doing there? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. so that was one, another odd fact I wanted to share with you. No, ah,
0: fantastic. What else have you got for us? We've got uh, a little bit of time for maybe one or two more.
5: Ah, okay. Um, the next one I want to share with you is um, Samuel, 1 Samuel, chapter 25. Mm-hmm. And it's story, talking about the story of Nabal, Okay, yep, Abigail, yep, and, and Nabal, David. Abigail, yep, hmm Yep, so if you remember the story, um, David um David been pre- from Saul. Yep,
0: yep, and he's protecting Nabal's flocks, and uh, Nabal then turns on him because the Bible says, if I remember rightly, that he was a churlish man, is that right?
5: Yes, and did you remember what churlish means? No. It It means that he was very mean-spirited.
0: Okay, yep.
5: Um... So David um, is he's existing in a time when there were marauders. There were people that came in and pillaged and plundered whatever you had. Mm-hmm. So Nabal was actually at a time of harvest. He was out. Uh, his shepherds were fleecing the flocks, um, and uh, they had other um, harvest products. Um, So David thought this would be a very pleasant time To go down and and get his men to Ask him to share You know, some of their bounteous um, Harvest with them Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But they're met Yes, so They're met with quite a strong rebuke By Nabal um, And He basically sends them away and says I don't know you, basically I want Nothing to do with you
3: Mm
5: -hmm. Um, But one of his his workers goes and has a talk to Abigail, and tells Abigail what her husband has done. And the word Nabal actually is um, referring to a fool, or someone that makes foolhardy decisions. it's a rather rather
0: unfortunate name,
1: isn't it? Yeah, why would you name your child that?
5: I'm not sure what Abigail means, but apparently Abigail, according to Scripture, she was a very beautiful countenance, so she had a very gorgeous-looking face to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also says she was a woman of understanding. And when one of these servants came to her and explained what her husband had done, she realized the error that he had made. Because by, by this time, the word of um, David's associates had gotten back to him and he was starting to get cranky and hot under the collar, got really he burned with anger. So he come up with this idea that he would go down and destroy Nabal and all of the males in the household. And what's really interesting, it says that there will remain none that pisseth against the wall.
0: Oh, my. So We've we got, we got some but bad really, language in the Bible.
5: Yeah, yeah. To me, I was brought up, you know, that's soap and water. Don't go saying that. But here it is in Scripture, and it's um, quite... Saying um, like it's 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 not hiding it. It's not embarrassed by it at all. It's very matter of fact.
0: And so, so basically, you, this is referring to the male members of the household.
5: Yes. Yeah, because my so
1: version took, said, uh, "kill the men." So.
0: Yeah, your version is a little bit more polite than yeah. the uh, OKJV, okay, yeah. which just write it how it is. That's how it is, <laughs> and so that's how it's going to be written.
5: Yeah, the King James has <laughs> no apologies.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh.
5: Yeah. So, David, um, when it comes down to um, to strike all the males, Abigail actually comes out to him and actually offers um, a number of goods and appeases David.
0: Yeah, a large number of goods from memory.
5: Yes, a large, yep. Um, So what's really interesting, David turns, he made a a vow to go and kill everyone, Mm -hmm. but he realised Abigail came out, um, appeased him, Um, he realised the error of his ways and he turned away from his vow of killing everyone, and he spared them.
0: Okay, so there's a lesson here, so. there's a, I can see a lesson coming out of this, in that if you make a vow and it's a bad vow, then you shouldn't carry through with a bad vow. Maybe something that um, Jephthah should have taken into consideration, but maybe that would be a, another story for weird, wonderful, and wacky things in the Bible on another day.
5: Well, this ties us back to King Herod, because King Herod made a bad vow. Ah, oh, yes. David, David, yes, you're right. Um, it is another topic all on its own if you want to go into that.
0: Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, we've got time for one more real quick, real, real quick.
5: One more really quick one. Okay, um, let's have a look at angels then.
0: Okay. Mm.
5: So there's a common concept that angels have wings. Yes. So you can read the, the Bible from cover to cover, and there is no reference to angels having wings except... There are two categories of angels. Mm-hmm. There are um, cherubim.
0: Yes, and seraphim.
5: Which is and seraphim. Now they both have wings, but they have different amounts of wings. I don't know if you remember, but cherubim have two wings, and they're the covering for the ark. Uh, and you've also got seraphim, and seraphim are mentioned in Isaiah chapter six, verses one, two, and three.
3: Mhm.
5: Mhm. So it talks about they have two wings that cover their eyes and um, two wings they fly with. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, like it's... So they have multiple sets
1: of wings?
5: Multiple sets of wings, yes.
1: Ah, so it's not just like, you know, one wing on each shoulder, it's like like 2 or 3 on each shoulder.
0: Well, there's some interesting Bible trivia for this morning. And fortunately, we are out of time now, but thanks
1: um, Calvin, that was yeah, cool. Yeah,
0: fantastic. Thank you so no much worries. for joining Thank you us for and uh, me. we will um, we we'll look forward to hearing what we we'll you come up with again next time on all things weird, <laughs> wacky, wonderful and unusual obscure in the Bible. Right now this is a vocal union with Icing the mighty power of God.
7: I sing the mighty power of God that makes the mountains rise, that spread the flowing seas abroad and built the lofty skies. I sing the wisdom that ordained the sun to rule the day, The moon shines full at His command And all the stars obey I sing the goodness of the Lord That filled the earth with food He formed the creatures with His word And then pronounced them good Lord, how thy wonders are displayed where'er I turn my eye If I survey the ground I tread or gaze upon the sky There's not a plant or flower below but makes thy glories known and clouds arise and tempests blow by order from thy throne, while all that borrows life from thee is ever in thy care. And everywhere that man can be, thou God art present there. I
1: address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales.
0: Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile.
2: Faith FM